Hey, LDLers. Do you like that? Do you mm-hmm. like how I threw that in? I, I kind of want to use that more, you know, because okay. we're in a secret club. It is secret. No, it's not secret. It's an exclusive it's, club. N- no, it's sacred, not, not secret. secret. Mm-hmm. And we are going to look down on everyone who's not in our little club. Mm, yes. No, that's not true. We're okay. not going to do that. Although we do encourage people to join. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And listen to the podcast for free. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Is that so hard? Mm-mm. I don't think so. So this episode, we were in Utah for Sam Young's rally march, Protect Every Child. Mm-hmm. That coincided with General Conference That was on the, the fun part of it. I know. That was kind of crazy. I had never seen so many true-believing Mormons. Is that the right way to say it? TBMers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all in one place at the same time. That yeah. was a little triggery for me. Yeah. And I don't even have that in my background. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So we attempted to record a podcast. We had a meet and greet. We had, I don't know, 75 people or something show up. I mean, I was thinking maybe a handful would show, but, uh, you know. That was a lot. Of it, was, it was at least probably 75. Because people kept strolling in. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. And so we just decided to do an impromptu podcast. Unfortunately, Shelly's mic failed. I don't know why that is. It's because God hates me. <laughs> <laughs> so we aren't going to be including all of the audio. We're going to include some of the audio that actually worked mm-hmm. from that podcast, but we're going to be inserting it into this podcast. I think it's going to work out. Well, if let's, not, let's give it a go. Everybody just laugh and point. It'll be a good time. Oh, okay. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll get to that right after this. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast of an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out her life. 
So that was the crowd saying it. That was so much fun that, that really everybody cool. chanted that with us. You know, I'm just going to throw in bits from the live quote, live podcasting event that we recorded there, live in front of a studio yeah. audience. Live, live, live to tape. How do they say it? I recorded don't know. live in front of a studio audience. Yeah, I think all these podcasters who go do, you know, quote, live shows, yeah. I don't think they release them as a live uh, well, recording. But they are live recordings. And Aren't we they weren't just in, a studio. in front of people, and that's the live part because it's a live yeah. audience. Yeah, like recorded live. It's so confusing it to is. me. Mm-hmm. You'd think I'd never podcasted mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. which is true. <laughs> so, Shelly, let's remind everybody once again why we went to Utah. So, you and I met Sam Young a while ago when we were invited to go to West Virginia for Climb a Mountain, Save a Child, and a press conference. And Sam has been sort of leading the way in hopefully getting the LDS church to change its practices of interviewing children one-on-one behind closed doors. Yeah. So lots of abuse going on in that Mormony church. <laughs> yeah. um, but I used to belong to a lot more abuse than people actually realize. And it's so true story. trying to, to have some louder voices to hopefully get uh, something changed. So this March he organized, paid four out of his own pocket. Wow. And so we decided, you know what, we got to get there. We got to get there and we need to be supportive of this because it's super important. Super and there were important. so many great speakers there. Yeah. Um, there was music, yeah. live music. He had porta potties. I mean, he thought of everything. He did. There were did. thousands of people. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of local news stations um, that are kind of Mormon run mm-hmm. said, oh, that there was, there was about, you know, between three and 500 people in the march. Mm-mm, this bullshit. There were thousands. Easily. Wow. Trying yeah. to downplay that. Oh, they always do that. They always do that. Like, oh, no one really cares. No, no, no. There was easily thousands. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to be a part of that because it's an important thing. And so we decided, well, shit, as long as we're out here, why don't we host a meet and greet so we can meet some listeners and just kind of hang out. And so that's when we decided to meet at Raw Bean Coffee. Thank you, Raw Bean, because we kind of descended on that place and filled it up. I didn't yeah. realize there would be that many people, which was Awesome. Yeah, thankfully they had that whole upper room. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right out of the Book of Acts? I think it really is. Mm-hmm. It was like room. the upper room of the temple. <laughs> That's what that was kind of like. Yeah, it was badass. And uh, we filled that up completely. Yeah, people were sitting on the floors, yep. standing in the hall. For sure. Um, that was, was awesome. Yeah. Sam Young came by. Yep. Christy Johnson was there. She has that documentary on Amazon Prime, No Crime and Sin. We got to hear from her. Also, Tom Stallings, who hosted that press event in West Virginia. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, and we will hear from him, too. The LDS Church put Michael Jensen, who yep. was a known predator, in his home with young children. Mm-hmm. and Without letting him know. Right. Yeah. yeah. They didn't give him a heads up. They acted like everything was fine. And then Michael Jensen prayed upon his children. Mm-hmm. So we will hear from him as well. First on the list. So we did a foom pod there. We did. We pulled a foom pod from the crowd. That was awesome. They all tried to give me hints, and I still <laughs> didn't get it. Because no. there was a lot of gesturing, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had everybody say... Cue music! It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. So this foom pod still is a mystery to me. There's a lot of gesturing that I don't really understand. Fanny fact check. Maybe help us understand what all the gesturing means to this foom pod, which is, what is it again, Shelly? Pay, lay, ale. Pay, lay, ale, which I think was some sort of veiled um, pale ale. 
nope. type of thing in Joseph Smith's <laughs> no, day. It's because a special language. He was able to drink the barley drinks. So he did drink the barley maybe drinks. Maybe he had a special uh, pale ale brewed up. No, that wasn't what it was. Okay. No, no. Well, fortunately, Bryce Blankenagel had the correct answer, and uh, he set us all straight on what that was. <laughs> he can't set us straight, Mary Stop. <laughs> That's true. Pale ale. Nobody knows what it really means because the Adamic language isn't real. Um, it was muttered by Joseph Smith. It apparently, he said, it translates into, oh, God, hear the words of my mouth. But in the Hebrew, a similar sounding word is hail Satan. So, All I know is my fake joke killed it in the live audience. Killed. It did. Yeah. That everybody was a lot loved of fun, that. by the way. Mm-hmm. Pele ale. Well, you know, I'm starting to think this shit's all fake. There it is. <laughs> Shelly, so should we move on to a he said what? Let's do it. And we had audience participation for that. So should we, we do did. this on three or on one? How do we, how are we doing? Are we counting up or counting down? Um, three, two, one. Okay. Three, two, one. He said what? Good job. Wow. Better than Motab. <laughs> Amazing. So this week's He Said What, you know, there's lots to choose from because it's a general conference mm-hmm. weekend. And so the asshats are out in full force saying bullshit. But uh-huh. um, we decided to today give uh, Dallin A. Jokes a break. Oh. Although we'll probably get to him next week. But we went ahead and went with an um, elder Bednar quote. And this was supplied by somebody actually in the audience. Yes. Liz. I want to give Liz thank credit you, Liz. for that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, here's what Butthead Bednar said. <laughs> because a physical body is so central to the Father's plan of happiness and our spiritual development, Lucifer seeks to frustrate our progression by tempting us to use our bodies improperly. Ooh, Lucifer. Yeah, get that fear in there. Mm-hmm. President Russell M. Nelson has taught that spiritual safety ultimately lies in never taking the first enticing step toward going where you should not go and doing what you should not do. Oh, don't take that first enticing step. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> so don't. Yeah, so enticing. Not so <laughs> n- never once. Like nothing. Don't do anything don't wrong. Don't do it. Mm-mm. As human beings, we all have physical appetites necessary for our survival. Hmm. What are we Hmm. talking about? Uh, I don't know. These appetites are absolutely essential for the perpetuation of life. Hmm. Interesting. What are we talking about? So what does the adversary do? I love the term the adversary. Adversary. Is that Lucifer again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got lots of names. All right. He's also Jesus' brother. Uh, Yeah, that's weird to me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. Still can't the, wrap my head around that. Well, you know, it's fake. Okay. He attacks us through our appetites. He tempts us to eat things we should not eat. Ooh, I like crab legs. Mm-hmm. Is that on the list? To, uh, there's no list here. To drink things we should not drink. Oh, I'm drinking tea right now. Yeah, that evil tea and coffee. <laughs> and to love as we should not love. Oh. What? What could he be talking A about? Dick. <laughs> yeah. That got a lot of booze from the crowd, as I recall. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to love as we should not love. Oh. Does that include us? Yeah, this is for him. Remember that time when Jesus was like, okay, you're supposed to love these people and not these people. 
And you're only supposed to love this way, not that way. No, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. is like love, 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 love. <laughs> Basically, Bednar is calling out the LGBTQ community for loving who we should not love. Like, I'm not supposed to love you, Mary. Right. You should really work on that. I, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, thanks, uh, butthead Bednar for setting me straight on that. I didn't, I, I was. Again, nobody can set you straight. <laughs> well, he's trying. <laughs> he because really I shouldn't is. be If loving anyone's you. trying, it would be Bednar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you believe these assholes get away with this? Yeah. Um, I mean, they don't do. get away with it on mm-hmm. our podcast, but no. can you believe so many Mormons just listen to that shit and are like, mm-hmm. After this mm-hmm. weekend and seeing all the Stepford Mormons in full force, just they look like carbon copies was it of wacky one another. For you? You've it was never, real you've weird. never done that. This yeah. was it was weird for me too because this was my first time in Salt Lake City around General Conference when I was not a believing Mormon. Yeah, can we take a minute to refamiliarize the audience who is not ex-Mormon? Sure. What general conference is all about, please? So twice a year, the leaders of the church get together and give speeches, talks, addresses, whatever you want to call them, to the entire population of the Mormon world. And uh, people might not know this, but most of these guys don't even write their own speeches. They have speech writers and they just read That's them. That's so cheating. I know, I know. Because I thought the spirit was supposed to move them and stuff. You think, is the spirit moving Bednar to tell people to make sure they love in the right way? Make sure they take out that extra earring. Yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. That was him. I know. I'm like, gosh, I'm like figuring out who's saying what at this point. Well, which works out because it's a he said what yeah. segment. Yeah, Bednar was the one who told the story about the the young the man who broke up with his girlfriend because mm-hmm. she didn't take her earrings out. Mm-hmm. She wasn't quick to obey. obey. Yeah. Oh, God, what a douche. What a douche. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so they address everyone, and this is twice a year, and these Mormons, these poor brainwashed Mormons, they get so excited to hear what they have to say. Is it all that different every time? Uh, No. It's okay. just kind of rearranged, and there's, you know, there's some things that are applicable according to what century we're in or whatever. Like, right now, they're all doing the, the gay hate, you know? Mm-hmm. It's this confusing message of love the sinner, not the sin, but man, we really fucking hate the sin, and we need to stop the sin. But we but we love you. You're welcome here. As long but you're as evil you and wicked. are celibate. Yeah. That's no fun. Mm-mm. Not no. for me. No. Mormons will actually, when they have like problems in their life or whatever, they will write down questions and then sit and listen to conference and wait for those questions to be answered by some random conference talk. It's like, really? Why don't you fucking pray about it? Yeah. Why are you thinking that some random stranger will... It, it goes back to you will hear what you want to hear mm-hmm. and tell yourself it's the spirit. Right. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Well, you can say anything's the spirit, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought something with a spirit earlier, and I just needed to visit the bathroom, <laughs> as it turned out. <laughs> huh. <laughs> you know what? You were sharing, you were oversharing last time. Was I? A little bit. About what? Your bathroom break during our break. I think I just mentioned I was going to the bathroom, and you were the one who had to, you know. You said I went number one, as I recall. Probably because somebody accused me of... No one accused you of anything. We can go back and listen. You know, that's the thing about these podcasts. (laughs) They're recorded. They live on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we should throw it to some of the participants at the Utah Meet and Greet. Yes. Again, that was such a great time. It really was. I have realized now that this is what I want to do. I want to do live podcasting. I love the energy of the people in the audience. I love listening to what they have to say. I love 
seeing them talk with each other about these topics. I mm-hmm. love the hugs that went on with people who had not met before. It was just amazing. Yeah, it really I, was. I felt like I was in my element. Like, you run the thing. Mm-hmm. I'll just show up every now and then and say, Tell the I'm beginning to think it's all fake or mm-hmm. steer clear of cults or something. I like it. You know about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been to church like my entire oh, okay. life. Sorry, sorry. You Mormons didn't just quarter the market on all church. You get that, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're the one true. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. And then otherwise I'll just be, you know, drinking coffee <laughs> or whatever, beer, what, what have no, you. No, I need you. I need you on stage with me. <laughs> you, is this a team thing? Yes. Aww, that's, that's why so I'm asking sweet. how did you feel about it? I was just telling you my feelings about it. I loved the energy. Mm-hmm. I loved that people could share. It became more of a conversation because when we're doing this, we are having a conversation sure. with one another. Mm-hmm. And we're having a conversation that's sort of one-sided with our listeners that we can't see. Right. And sometimes we hear from people that they're either talking at their car, if they're hearing it out of their car speakers or to their Alexa device or whatever. Yeah. However they listen, they end up talking back or just maybe making commentary. But whenever you say, raise your hand. That if- was, because when I say raise your hand while we're podcasting, obviously I don't know who, I, in my heart, I know they're raising Everyone's their hands. Everyone's raising their of hand, baby. Are. But to see it, that was really cool. I know, that was really cool. Raise your hand if you had to learn how to truly love after you left the Mormon church. Yeah, I really hope we get to do more of this. Yeah, I enjoyed the interaction. So all of you who are listening, you know, be ready. We we are coming for you. you. We are manifesting (laughs) this future for us. We We are going to be traveling and doing live podcast episodes to get to know our listeners better. Let's do it. So let's throw once again to the live event. You had asked for examples of falling out with family members after a conference session, if anyone could relate to that. Yep. And yes, indeed, we had someone share about her bisexual daughter's gay cooties. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a thing. No, no, it's not a thing. My daughter is identifies as bisexual. And every time something like this comes up, my family for about three months will distance themselves from her. And they give her one of the obligatory hugs, the I'm afraid to catch your gay cooties hug. And so we have adopted the attitude in our family that it's more uncomfortable for them than it is for her. So she just goes in and bear hugs them <laughs> and just makes sure they get those gay cooties. Yep. Uh, good yeah. How old is she? 14. Sucks ass. Well, didn't you that. catch gayness from me? Didn't I uh, transmit that to you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I was not properly inoculated. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you weren't. Is there a vaccine? Um, I don't think no. that's a thing. No, no. God, Mm-mm. God, don't give them any ideas. God. Pence, are you listening? <laughs> We're here to vaccinate the gays so that they can't get other people gay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a thing. That's not how it works. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So before we get to more sound bites from our live show, why don't we take a little break? Want to? Um, no? Yes. All right. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> So what was so fun about doing that Throat of the Break live is that people just didn't think about (laughs) there not actually being a commercial. 
while we're recording. I right? mean, it's logical to think that. But you don't, you know, because we're just like, oh, we'll be right back. And we're back. We're yeah, just sitting here like staring at each other. Like, no later. one moves. It's just, you know. So, yeah, that was that Yeah, was that fun. seemed to make people laugh. I enjoyed that. It was fun to let the audience in, <laughs> in on, on that on little the, secret. Uh, the wizard behind the curtain shit mm-hmm. that happens with podcasting. Sacred, not secret. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one thing they didn't all get to see is Domino and Eddie running all around. Mm-hmm. One day, we'll do a live Someday podcast. we'll bring those dogs. And we'll bring the fucking dogs just to run around the entire place. I love run it. Run around and bark at the door and chew and on And just bones generally and... disrupt everything. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good idea. We, we're going to have to do that. <laughs> Damn dogs. Mm-hmm. So, um, one person who spoke, and we've been wanting to get him on the podcast for a while now, and I'm really glad he was there. Yeah to tell some of his story was Tom Stallings. Mm-hmm. So Tom and his family housed, uh, unbeknownst to them, a sexual predator that the officials in the Mormon church had actually placed in his home right. and didn't warn him. Right. Didn't warn him. And the man was babysitting and unfortunately molested a number of Tom's children. Right. Tom's going to tell us more about it. It's it's a heartbreaking story, but Tom is hopeful. His kids are doing well. Uh, they're in therapy. I'm going to turn the time over to Tom. Tell us why you're here, Tom. Uh, I'm here for several reasons. I came to support Sam Young, protect every child. I came here for, for Christy Johnson, too. She's an amazing lady. But just for everybody, I'm here to to try to educate the world on protecting children because my children were not protected by the LDS Church. Yeah. Michael Jensen, he has he's in prison for 35 to 75 years. Uh, so hopefully he's going to stay there. But, uh, he he began his molestation of children here in, in Utah, actually, and the church moved him and his family to the East Coast and to hide it. Uh, over a six-year reign, he uh, molested over 50 children that we know of right now. Uh, the church sent him on a mission, hoping that he can heal from that and repent. Uh, he went to uh, Mesa, Arizona. During that—sorry, uh, it's a little hard. During his time there as a missionary, uh, one of the moms in West Virginia's children came to her and told her what had happened when he had babysat them. Uh, so the police were looking for him. The police contacted the church, and they said, well, he's on a mission, but we just we don't know how to find him. We'll let you know. Like, when does the LDS Church not know where a missionary's at? They know where I am. So, yes. <laughs> So uh, the, the police kept trying to contact him. They said, uh, we'll get back to you. They never did. So one of the moms uh, saw his mission address on a bulletin board where you can write every missionary, and she gave that to the police. Uh, the police did call out and was able to get him back to West Virginia so they can talk to him and bring charges. But when he came back, they met at the stake center, the stake president, his mom, a uh, high councilman who's a lawyer, and uh, Matt Wickham, who was also a bishop at the time, they decided to not let people know he's back. They told everybody that he's back early from a mission because he hurt his back on a bicycle, and he'd be going back on his mission. Well, during this time, he was staying with Matt Wickham. Well, Matt Wickham's daughter and grandchildren come to visit, so he didn't want his children molested, grandchildren molested. So he called us up and asked could he stay with us. Didn't warn us that the police was looking for him, didn't warn us he molested children. He stayed with us for two and a half months, and he molested three of my children during this time. We didn't know until the police knocked on the door, 
and uh, that's how we found out. So I've been fighting against them ever since then. Yeah. It's awful. When I went to the stake president and the bishop, they told me that I had no power to go to the police and have other families go, that the church does it different. They have a helpline they call, which goes straight to Curtin McConkie. I remember at this day, Slam, you have no power. I said, I have all the power. <laughs> and uh, so I tried to get them to warn other families they wouldn't do it. So I started doing it, and other, my wife did, and other people too. And uh, come to find there's over 50-some children. And there's even more coming out, speaking out. Uh, so my children, they're still in therapy to this day, but they're doing good. I'm proud of them. I have one who's in martial arts now, and he said he can kick the guy's butt now, so he's ready for him to come out. And so it, it's kind of a nightmare, but I did come out this morning. We were up at the uh, conference center. Uh, we were there with our flags, protect every child also. Uh, Brian Reese, who his son um, committed suicide, unfortunately. Uh, wonderful man, wonderful family, but uh, he came out as gay as a young teenager, and he was mocked in church. You know, he was called faggot and things like that. He took his own life, this child did, because of the, the rough treatment. So we were there, and we were speaking out. We weren't there to hurt people. Yeah. We were there as loving parents trying to love others, but we were there to try to spread love to say, hey, protect your children. The church is not protecting them. They protect their image and themselves. They, they don't care about us, and that's what we were trying to do there this morning. I mean, we got a lot of backlash, but we also got some good some people. Some of the children had walked by, had tears in their eyes, so, and it just made me think, oh my gosh, you know, how many of these children are walking by or being abused yeah. at all times? Yeah. And, uh, and then, then I felt like I got hit with a hammer because I was sitting there listening to Brian talk about his child that he had lost. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, at least, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate I still have my children. Yeah. But I was like, I just, I just wanted to hug him and never let go. But, uh, you know, we're a fight, and it's going to continue to fight, and I will never back down from the Mormon church. It's not going to happen. That's right. And I do have one of my children, one of my boys has came out that he's gay. Wow. So I'm very loving, supportive. I myself was part of occult sexual abuse as a child by my own biological mother, stepfather, uh, the pastor of the church, uh, a state police officer in the community. And most of my abuse was from men. And any time that I ever heard the word, you know, someone's gay, you know, that's what I was pictured. I was being sexually abused by a man. I was being hurt. And I never understood it. But when my son came out, the look in his eye and when I hugged him, I, I got it. You know, I got it. I thought, it's love. It's not something about sex. It's not that. It's love. It's compassion, sharing something with somebody special. And I got that. And I, it took me 57 years to get it, but I got it. But uh, I just love him, and I, I thanked him for telling me. He said, I was so scared, Dad. <laughs> he said, I didn't know what you would say. I said, I love you, and I'm proud of you. I said, for what you're standing up for, for being who you are, and you're not hiding, and you don't have to hide it. I said, I want you to know I love you, and I will give my life for you. Just to see the light come back in his eyes is amazing. 
So what was just generally fun about this live event is it turned into, um, a te- you call it a testimony meeting. Testimony meeting, baby. Okay, testimony mm-hmm. meeting. And which was great because everybody got to come up to the microphone and say however they felt the spirit led them <laughs> mm-hmm. to whatever they felt like they needed to talk about. And you started us off, as I, I remember. I did. What did you say? Uh, I said I would like to bear my testimony. Okay. Uh-huh. That I know the church is a big, nasty piece of shit. <laughs> then it's not true. Okay. Um, and I bore testimony of a few things that I can't think of. And then I said, in the name of myself. Oh, yeah. Amen. Uh-huh. In the mm-hmm. name of yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like it. So let's hear from some other members of the congregation. All righty. Okay. Last April. Um... On Sunday morning, I guess, somebody had posted that they worked for 911 dispatch and that there had been some suicides that day and presumably LGBTQ, possibly. And I think some of them were verified as that. And we have some LGBTQ in our family. I have a nephew and a few other more distant relatives that are. So I had sent, on Sunday afternoon, I had sent a text out to my family and I just said, please check on our LGBTQ loved ones, they may really need us right now. And please give them these numbers if, you know, they talk to you and they're in distress. And my family accused me of taking their spirit away at the end of conference. And <laughs> and how could you disrupt this? We've had such a spiritual weekend and why you did it on purpose and your timing was manipulative because you wanted to distract from the spirit. I don't know why they need it twice a year anyway. It seems like overkill. I know why, because we need material for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Hi, I'm Melissa. I I feel like I feel like I'm in an AA meeting. Um, anyway, uh, kind of. It's a recovery meeting. So I my name is Melissa, and I bear my testimony that I am still recovering Mormon. I have four gay children. I have four, and I am so blessed. And you know, you asked about experiences. I see every single time that they have conference that my one son and his wife aren't quite sure how to treat their gay siblings. And that's hard for me. You know, I just listened to Tom and Tom, I buried one of my sons. Um, I buried him to suicide. He was a 14 year old kid. And I know he was, he was, he had been sexually abused, but he took the name of his abuser with him to the grave because he didn't want his abuser to get in trouble. Pretty sure I know who it is. I cannot prove it. I have no way to prove it. But that that particular person went on a mission and now has three little boys. And I worry for those boys. The church has really got to stop. I, I My testimony is the church has really got to stop covering up for these abusers because children are dying. Wow. Abusers and those that will um, tease and bully children. Um, my testimony is that if it doesn't stop, they'll have more and more blood on their hands. And um, just one other really quick thing. Uh, When we talk about children who've died by suicide, they really, the correct terminology now is that they have either, they've died by suicide or had died of a completed suicide. And the reason for that is they didn't commit a crime. They did not commit a crime. My son did not, did not commit a crime. He died due to an overwhelming illness that he didn't know that he could maybe have some recovery from. 
And um, that's my testimony in the name of myself. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Melissa, thank you for sharing. Hi, my name is Brooke. Um, I'm new to listening to this podcast and um, very fortunate because I think listening to your story, Shelley, has helped me connect with my own resilience in um, being authentic, living true to my sexual identity, um, connecting with my partner in a meaningful way, even though I've experienced so much loss um, with family friends, community, I'm rebuilding that. And it's so empowering to recognize that yeah. after nine years mm -hmm. of struggle. So thank you for what you've given the community um, in sharing your story. It helps mm -hmm. me connect with my truth and, and my power. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jenny. I am with the. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> Hi. I'm with the Northern Virginia Ex Mormon Meetup that Mary and Shelley are a part of. Mm -hmm. um, so, hello everybody back home. <laughs> we have a good time drinking wine and. Oh yeah. You know, so, just want to say how important it was to be here this weekend yeah. um, to support the two of you and especially Sam Young and then protect every child. Sam's a dear friend of mine, and it was an honor and a privilege to be there with him and uh, his wife, Patty, this weekend. Also, I'm going to make a plug for the One True Trip. Oh, yeah, do it. I went on, on the cruise about two years ago. I've gone twice. This next year, I'll be going again. Actually, I'm signed up for the next two years. All right. My husband and I, we have a great time. We've met some amazing friends. Uh, and we're going. We're going. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, We're not going to drink at all, though. <laughs> I just shot her a look. <laughs> I'm like, take her temperature. But truly, I've met some amazing people through the cruise, and and through those amazing people, I've met more amazing people, and it's just become you know really a family. So you know, I have noticed that. Sorry to interrupt you about the ex Mormon community. Once you get immersed in the Reddit subreddits or whatever, and Facebook, very loving space. Yeah. It was incredibly healing. When I first uh, left the LDS Church, I said I didn't want anything to do with ex Mormons. And I just wanted to forget the Mormon thing ever happened. Right. Ex-Mos are the best Mormons. They are. So. <laughs> well, and that's a really interesting point. The idea of, I just want to put it behind me, I want to forget all of it. Do you feel like that's actually healthy to do that? No. Okay. And I did that for a couple of years. I've been out for about well, almost seven years, I guess, now. Mm -hmm. And probably for the first three, that was where I was. You yeah. kind of thought you were fine. Like, I'm out. I'm out, but I realized I lost a lot of community. I've had some friends that have stuck around and have been supportive of us and loving, but for the most part, we kind of lost our social circle. Mm -hmm. And uh, one weekend, went out to my friend's wedding. He and his husband got married in Arizona. Awesome. Been together for 14 years before they got married and mm -hmm. met a few ex-Mormons, and I bawled on the plane the entire way home. Oh, wow. I just didn't realize, like, it was so refreshing to be around people that knew what I was going through. Yeah. And uh, met a couple people on Reddit that same week. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And uh, went to lunch, met a couple people. And from there, like, this Mormon, ex-Mormon meetup started. And we've got, I think, 
almost 200 people in the group wow, now. Wow, that's fantastic. Fun, so, people. Yeah, they're really a lot of fun. And, yeah, there's um, no reverence after Mormonism, really. No, they're our friends, they're our family, and we love them. And that's great. Thank you. thank you for sharing. And I say this in the name of one true trip. Hi, I'm Liz. Hi, Liz. I was born and raised Mormon. My parents are both from Southern California, and they always swore they would never raise their kids Utah Mormons. And then they did. Um, I grew up in an emotionally abusive household, and I felt very worthless for a long time. And a lot of it was tied to the church. When I was uh, about 14, 15, I started to realize I was gay. And... um, I hated myself, and my seminary teacher would pull me aside after class and give me all these anti-gay materials to read, and it was really hard, and I was very scared of my parents finding out, Um, and then it got to be too much, and I intentionally overdosed when I was 15 and a half, and my parents called the bishop to the ER, where he told me he would um, be happy to help me begin the repentance process. And that's, that's when I knew that uh, there was no way that I was going to make it in Mormonism. And I pushed against it really hard until I finally was able to officially have my name removed two and a half years ago. Good for you. Um, <laughs> that talk where they said, where will you go? If you leave, I think about the people I'm friends with and the community I've built in the queer community and in the ex-Mormon community and the places I've been and the opportunities I've had since leaving. Like, that's where we'll go. We'll go to a place of healing. It's not constant trauma anymore. And uh, this week was two years since I came out publicly, and I've never been happier with who I am as a person. That's fantastic. Amen. Thank you. It's so... Uh, heartbreaking and irritating that these church officials, upon hearing someone is in the hospital for an, you know, an overdose attempt, and their reaction is, well, I'll help you repent. It's like, really? You think I've sinned, motherfucker? That's what you think? And I need to repent from this bullshit? Right. Fuck you. Sorry, just had to get that out. I feel better. I feel better. Thank you. Who's next? Um, as far as community, we're talking about communities. Um, I was trying to find a community myself. I have some of my family that's still in the church. And um, it was interesting to try to find a community because my husband kind of felt like, how do I explain it? Oh, those are your friends. And I, you know, kind of felt very separated somehow. He wouldn't really embrace the fact that I, I needed a different community than what I had had previously. But anyway, I ended up creating my own community, sort of. Nice. <laughs> um, and we are a tight-knit group. I'm in a lot of postmortem groups, but I'm in a, like, a local one. And I just posted an event for a coffee meetup. And I was like, let's try this, you know. And... That was two years ago, and we've had our coffee meetup every single week regardless. And we have new people coming sometimes because I still post it in the group. But like our core group that have been the regulars the whole time and stuff, we have a little group called Framilies Are Forever. 
like we've been through a lot of things together, a lot of adjustments, and we are all there for each other. So I built my community. So yeah, if you can't find a community, start one. Um, yeah, that's good advice. For sure. Then when we have new people come, some of them are brand new to finding a group and they may have been out for a long time and they'll come to our coffee group and they tell their story and they're just emotional and just in awe that they can talk about it, that people get it. They've been living this life very much alone and not realizing that there were communities out there. So, you know, if you build a community, you might open it up for people to find themselves and find a happiness in their post-Mormon years. When I was in second grade, I was abused sexually by somebody very close to me. And I remember thinking... um, that I could pray it away. I was fortunate that my parents were always very Jack Mormony. So yeah, I was abused and I remember getting ready to get baptized and I was like, oh, if I just get baptized, it'll be fine. I'm clean, it'll go away. And like, I remember bawling, praying to God that it would stop and that it could just go away and it just didn't. And it was at that point, like at a very young age, I realized this whole thing might be fake. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, like I really stopped going to the church at that point, my parents were very, if you want to go, go, great. If you don't, we don't care. They left it up to us to decide. And I graduated four years of seminary and don't know how or why I did that. I faked I faked all the tests. I was a total cheater with that because I wasn't about to read the Book of Mormon. But, um, and then I was with a guy for four years because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. And then I finally was like, this is bullshit. I don't like that. And so I was fortunate that when I came out to my mom, she was like, it's okay, I love you. You know, and I was like, let's not tell dad because we don't need to tell dad right now because he's always been kind of a homophobe. But when I finally came out to my dad, he was like not cool with it and very like, keep that shit away from your little brother. And finally it, it came to the point where I told him, I was like, dad, I've already talked to my brother. I'd already told him. And he was like, oh really, what did you say? I'm like, he doesn't care. He literally doesn't give a shit. You're the only one that cares. Yeah. And um, then I went and talked to my mom and said, mom, am I doing something wrong? And she was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I'm not trying to get dad in trouble, but you know, he's telling me that I'm being too out there when I was just sitting on the couch with my girlfriend. That was it. She's like, well, I'll talk to him. And then of course the two of us were drunk one night, my dad and I, and he goes, you know, I'd rather have you as a friend than not have you at all. And so ever since then, my parents have been really cool with all my girlfriends and all my relationships, and I'm very blessed. But I just wanted to say uh, to anybody out there that thinks that this is the end and that it's just not going to get better, it gets better. Now I'm very happily way out of the church, very gay, and just I'm blessed. And so everybody, you can do it. It gets better. So my name is Melissa as well, so hey. <laughs> it's funny because about a month ago, my girlfriend and her three girls, our three girls, went to visit my parents who are serving a mission currently in New York City. My parents are love the sinner, not the sin type of people, but they are fantastic. Thankfully, um, they've been very supportive of my journey. But it was interesting because they asked me to pray one night for our meal. And it made me so mad. And I did it, you know, the usual, bless the food, make sure it nourished and strengthened us um, and all of that fun stuff. I felt really strengthened after. Um, 
But after coming back uh, to Utah, I still felt that rage of this is not me anymore. They haven't let that part of me go and they need to see that I can't do it. So this last couple of weeks, actually the next time I was at work, a lady came through a cashier, came through my line and she told me about your podcast. And I'm like, Awesome. And so finally, because I had heard about it before, but I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. And I started binge listening to it. And um, I just wanted to thank you guys because you helped me start my journey of finally letting go. I grew up in Provo. I served a mission. And so kind of as a symbolism of me letting go, I was wondering if you guys would sign my mission tag (laughs) that I brought. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you go first because you're Mary and you go first, Mary. And I've never been Mormon, so what the hell? We have another testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name's Aubrey. A few months ago, my girlfriend and I were visiting Salt Lake City. Ironically enough, we met in the temple and um, started dating. <laughs> So we were visiting Salt Lake City, and we took a picture kissing in front of the Salt Lake City Temple. Um, And we did do it as, you know, somewhat of a peaceful protest. And I had made a post about how I've been able to live so much more authentically and really just love myself so much more since, you know, leaving the church. And... For some reason, of course, it pissed off my entire family, and there was just a lot of arguments that ensued over this. And so somehow last night, I was talking to my sister, and Elder Oaks was brought up, and we brought up just how hurtful he was. And she then went on to say, oh, he's my favorite. I love him. Oh, <laughs> like, God. God, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> In like um, a creepy so, grandpa kind of way? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would say something and she would continue to defend him. And it was just honestly a bit hurtful, but it was just crazy to me because she had brought up that post of us kissing in front of the temple and said, um, you know, you're pushing away your whole family to help some one random person online. And it really made me realize how big my impact is. And I know that you guys are the same because you could have thought, you know, with your podcast, you know, nobody will listen to it or it's not really going to, you know, do that much. It's going to push away all the Mormon community just to, to help one person, maybe. Now, like, look at all of us in this room. So, Shelly, this sounds like a good time for a break. I agree. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hello. That was so amazing to hear from everybody. Like, all those people stood up at our live podcast event and bore their testimony. It was was the best testimony meeting I've ever been in, and I've been in hundreds. Yeah, it was my first, and I really enjoyed thousands. Oh, for sure. Wow. And that was the best one, huh? Oh, by a landslide. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ones you've probably been to seem like they're just sort of sort of phoned in. People are just saying what they think they're supposed to say for oh, the most part. Oh, people are bearing right? testimony because it's like this groupthink 
thing, yeah. you know, that everyone gets all kind of sucked into. It's just like when they do the being slain in the spirit and everyone's getting saved and passing out. And it's, it's just a similar passing idea, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you're overcome with the spirit. Ah, and it. it's just, you have no control over your movements. Mm-mm. You don't really pass out. Well, people usually get up there and they're like, I told myself I wouldn't get up today, but the spirit just felt so strong. I couldn't just stay in my seat. Like they always have to start with some little quip about why they got up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's usually some kind of fucking story that proved something and then, you know, some story money. And then... <laughs> story money. Yeah. I don't know. Well, before we wrap up this section, mm-hmm. I wanted to introduce Christy Johnson. She, as probably most people can remember, was a guest on our podcast. She has a documentary on Amazon Prime entitled No Crime in Sin. And it is about the abuse that she and her siblings suffered um, because of their father, mm-hmm. who sexually abused them for years and years and years, actually. And the church hid it and passed him around. Right, yep. right. And the bishop dealt with it, but he was never criminally charged or prosecuted. Right. So, um, yeah, she was in the crowd as well. Yeah, she's awesome, by the way. She's a fantastic person yeah. and inspiring to so many people. People mm-hmm. were coming up to her afterwards and hugging her and taking selfies with her. And yeah. She just she's is, inspiring. Yeah, Absolutely. she's super inspiring, mm-hmm. and she spoke at our testimony meeting. <laughs> yes, she so did. I will turn the time over to her. Well, just talking about leaving the Mormon Church, I I think it's really important because I left years ago, and I wish there would have been more support. You know, there's so much support now, but I think when we do leave the church and we make that decision, you know, the church does not expect us to make it in the outside world because the way it's set up, there is so much support and love. And when you leave, there is a huge loss. And so I encourage everybody to like join different groups. Some people are like, oh my God, this Exmo group, all they are is angry and they're pissed off all the time. And I'm like, well, that's okay. They're entitled to that. They may need to stay there for a few years until they just get it all out. And so I think the less judgmental we are of the different groups and where everybody is in their journey, some people leave and then they become Christian, you know, and then that works for them and it's beautiful. But we have to be really careful that any place that we join or religions that we can fall into that trap of judging people again. And that's not what we're all about. My journey's taken me through different religions, nature, everything. And for me, I found my place in the world with just me and my creator. And I found out who I was and what my purpose in this life was. And I think we just need to let everybody kind of find that and not be so judgmental. I think life is all about love and just embracing and knowing and finding out who you are and then to love everybody. And that's what it's really all about. That's all I want to say. That's great. Thank you, Christy. So before we wrap this up, Bryce asked me a question at the end. He Mm -hmm. wanted to know, well, you know what? I'm just going to let him ask me because his audio was good. Yeah. Thanks, Bryce. (laughs) Bryce, by the way, I adore him. He was so much fun. We had a great time with him. We hung out with him a couple of times while we were in Utah. So, And he is a wealth of Mormon knowledge. He is. And you just want to hug the guy too, like everything at once. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's a really great guy. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to throw it to Bryce. He's going to ask that question. I'm on pins and needles. Me too. <laughs> okay. So I have a question. Mary, this is for you. Oh. <laughs> I know. Hey, I want people to know that Mary and Shelly were the first ones to bring up a polygamy joke when they were talking to me. So I had no hand in that. Sister wives. Sister wives. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so no, this is a serious question. 
Most people learn about Mormonism when missionaries come knocking on their door. Mm -hmm. You got thrown into the deepest end of seeing <laughs> the most horrendous shit this cult does to people. Yeah. In nine months of this journey, what are your takeaways? What do you think? I think this is all bullshit, and I'm going to hop on the next plane out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Brother Bryce. Yeah. No, it's weird. I uh, had never met a real-life Mormon before Shelley. It was fascinating. You know, I'm older than most of you, so I knew about the Osmonds, but that was pretty much it. I didn't know a single Mormon. And then, you know, I read your profile. I didn't, I didn't know it was Mormon at first. She put in her online profile that she had been in a cult. Accurate. So fascinating. <laughs> Who's not going to ask more questions about that? I was like, raise your hand if you want to know what cult she was in. She <laughs> I know. And I'm just sort of naturally inquisitive. So I was like, need more information. Tell me more. So that was kind of why we started this. She started telling me about her background. And I said, okay, that's really fucked up. We should tell people. Mm -hmm. So that's why we started the podcast. Honestly, my life has changed, you guys doing this podcast. I can't go back. You know, hearing these stories, seeing so much pain within the church and the damage that the church causes. And I feel like now we are a mouthpiece of a sort. There's lots of mouthpieces out there and we are one of them to get the word out about it and to create this healing space. Didn't know that was going to happen. Super happy it did though, and feel blessed and um, humbled and honored to be part of that. So yeah, Mormons be cray, but ex-Mormons are such a loving and amazing group, and I'm so excited to be part of it. Wow. Does that answer it? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out and uh, doing this impromptu podcast with us. This has been wonderful. By the way, Shelly, should we announce some Patreon subscribers? Uh, yeah, we should because we got exactly five this week. <laughs> Again? With exactly five? <laughs> you know, it's like it's meant to be. I'm telling you. It's, it's always exactly God might have five. cut your audio at the event, but uh -huh. gosh darn it, he sure supplied five patrons. He, Thank you, God. She, they? Because yeah, yeah. God sure. gives a shit about getting exactly five patrons um, mm -hmm. every... And finding car keys. Mm -hmm. Those are the <laughs> priorities. Speaking of, those of you who are listening, get on our website, go to shop, and uh, look at all the options for t-shirts. There's one that's about God finding the car keys. So That's true. Yeah. Yep. You can get on a t-shirt, you can get on a hat, you can get on a miniskirt. There's also one that says, leave it in, Dan, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good time to thank Dan at Extension Audio. Look how that Look worked that. out. Oh, that was great. What can a segue. I, can I get back the patrons, yes, please? Yes, you can. Okay. First patron is Karen S. Oh, is this uh, Sister Space Karen? This is Sister Space nice. Karen. So thank this is you. actually from Karen and Sultan. Her yellow dog. Oh, right. Yes, I love Sultan. And nice. I love you too, Karen. Um, we really bonded over Sister Space Week, and it was fantastic. That was fantastic. Yes. Next, Amberly P. Amberly P. Okay. It's like she wasn't, her mom wasn't sure if she wanted an Amber or a Kimberly. So she's Amberly. Amberly it is, baby. <laughs> Two for one. Next, if I screw this one up, I'm already apologizing. Zalina. X-A-L-I-N-A. Huh. Exalina. 
Zelina. 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 Fuck, it might be Ina. Zelina. Probably Zelina. Okay, just in case. We'll, Maybe we'll, it's Zelina, warrior princess. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's say all the possible pronunciations so we make sure we get it right. <laughs> okay. Or I'll have to redo it. Zelina. Uh-huh. Exelina. I, I doubt it's that. <laughs> I, I doubt it's that, Zelina. Too. I think that was it. <laughs> okay. You nailed all the, pr- it the was, possibles. It was one of those. Um, <laughs> okay. Last initial B in case there's more. <laughs> Um, next one. Are we on three now? I don't know. Catherine J. Okay. Catherine with That a one C. we can pronounce. J. Catherine J. Thank you. Next, Gabriella F. Thank or you. Gabriella. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to do alternate pronunciations for everything. <laughs> for let's back up to Catherine. No, let's not. Kathy Ryan. <laughs> uh, Gabriella. Okay. And lastly. Karan. No, Gwen. No. Jiwen. <laughs> Gwen E or Jwen. Okay, is that all the patrons now? <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted to go through everything I have here and it's just really fuck gonna up be the okay. names. But it's really gonna be uh, okay. In case I offended anyone, so Gwen, thank okay. you. Seriously, Gabriella, all thank of them you. Again? Catherine, thank you. Zelina, thank you. Amberly, thank you. And Karen, thank you. Thanks to everyone, uh, except for Shelly, who butchered all of your names. But I also got them right. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Don't forget, if you would like to support us, please do so. We would love that. Visit patreon.com slash Lesbian to sign up, please, mm-hmm. and thank you. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there real quickly. Uh, we are collecting names for our, e- or not our email, for our snail mail list. What's the snail mail list for? Uh, hello, Christmas letters. Oh, so not everyone who signs up at that tier gives their address? Is that uh, right? The Christmas letters go out to everyone who signed up for the $4 per month and, and above. above tier. Okay. Believe you me when I say the Christmas letter will kick ass. <laughs> I will start working on it very soon. All we're right. making a list with like labels and shit. Well, mm-hmm. we're not, you know, our... our Organizational manager Diana. I thought she was the director of what's her title? Director of organizing our lives. Organize. I don't know. Okay, helping us. Sure. Director of of making us less insane. Anyway, she's putting together labels for me to stick on envelopes for all of the patrons who will be receiving the Christmas letter, which will likely go out sometime end of November. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Is that usually when people do that shit? I think, yeah, first week December, or December, I don't maybe. I don't yeah. I don't know, something like so that. So if you want to be on the Christmas list, join mm-hmm. us on Patreon now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If you are less than the $4 level, pump it up <laughs> right. just a little bit. Yeah, and at the $8 level, you can have ad-free podcasts. At the $6 level, you get access to all of our videos. That's true. We got some good shit going on. And even if you don't care about the good shit and you just want to... Help us keep this rolling. We also appreciate that as well. Yep. Very appreciated. Thank Mm -hmm. you all so much. So what we've decided to do is we're going to take the unedited version of our live recorded podcast and put it out so you can find it. Um, Those of you who were there, you probably are thinking, well, I want to hear the whole thing. And that's great. We've got it for you. Just know the sound quality kind of sucks ass. Yeah, sometimes um, you can't hear Shelly at all, poor little thing. I know, I know, I know. My mic, uh, God cut my mic, so uh, <laughs> no one can hear me. Um, but it was great. It was a fun experience. So if you if you want to go ahead and listen to the whole thing, we have that for you at latterdaylesbian.org slash Utah. Yep, I am creating a special URL for all of those who would like to hear the 
kind of crazy disaster that was the audio <laughs> that day. <laughs> uh, you know, we're just new at this. This was a, this was an impromptu, you know, like, oh my gosh, this podcast. Yeah, glitches happen. And when we weren't prepared to test, we I mean, we just kind of threw it together. Our next live episode, now that we're starting to do these here and there. We're going to figure this shit yeah, out, we'll kids. get it all figured out. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be ready next time. But yep. thank you for those of you who contributed. I mean, seriously, that was amazing for me. It really was. Yeah. And we got everybody there to participate in the closing of our show. <laughs> that was cool. So let's go back to our uh, live recording, shall All we? Alrighty. Okay. We end it by saying, remember, steer clear of holes because they are no joke. Talk to you later. I'd like to bury my testimony. I know this church is not true. I love my mom and dad, my my friends, and name of cheese and crackers. Goodbye. Cheese and crackers.